when we're able to truly love like Christ loves us and like what he did for us as he laid his life down for us and as we lay our, our lives down for others, that's what true love is, putting others above yourself. Hey ladies, welcome to Speak Life Project with Lex. I'm so glad that you stopped in. This is a place where we talk about all the things and topics that most people don't wanna cover and we're gonna dive right in. So I wanted to talk about the topic of the universal language of love. And it's summertime right now, so I thought that this would be a, a fitting topic as we're traveling. Some of us travel to different countries, nations. Some of us are staying here in the States. Wherever you may be, during this time is when people mostly travel and hit the road and take family vacations, time to rest. And so one of the universal languages is love. You may not know what someone's saying if you're in a different nation, a different country. You may not know what they're saying because they speak a different language than you do or the culture is just completely different. But one thing that always translates is love. And the reason why I wanted to hit this topic is because recently – well, a few months ago, I got to go on a trip to Europe and I wanted to share my experience of how I w didn't really understand the language, but I was still able to love. And the Lord just started to download like this whole picture to me of how love, you know, we know that love conquers all, but also that love translates through the thickest of skins, through the hardest heads, it translates to the hardest hearts. And it also translates to people that may not be in the same culture, have the same language, but we can all feel and understand love. So as we represent Christ, we're supposed to represent Christ in everything that we say, everything that we do, we are to represent his love. And love is the greatest commandment that God gives us. And Jesus, God, he's love. He is love. And if we don't have love, then we don't really know him because when, we're, when we abide in him, the one that is love, the one that shows us love, the one that loves us first, and he's the one that represents love, then we don't, we don't have love for others if we can't love him and allow him to love us. So I wanted to cover that because it says in Matthew twenty-two thirty-six 36 through 40, Jesus answered him, love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and with every thought that is within you. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the same way you love yourself. Contained within these commandments to love you will find all the meaning of the law and the prophets. So with love being the greatest commandment and what it says here is that we're supposed to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our minds. And then the second is to love our friend as we love ourselves. So when we're out and about with our friends and with people that we love, but then we see, we come across strangers and stuff, what are you going to do? Are you going to choose to love them and put others above yourself or are you just going to pass them by? So when I was in Europe, we were at one of the hotels in Paris and that night, I, to set up the whole picture, I've, I'm a part of a, or I was a part of a class that taught like some pro prophetic things, some things on theology. 
And because of the time difference, I had to wait until 11 p.m. at night to get on to the class. So I was like, okay, I'm really tired, but I want to get on the class on the Zoom because we would do Zooms a few times a week with our classmates. And so I was like, I'm going to stay up. I want to partake in this class. I paid all this money and I want to get all that I can. And I went down to the lobby because I didn't want to interrupt my, my roommate, my friend. So as I sat there, the guy at the front desk, which I don't really remember his name. I should have wrote that down. But anyways, the guy at the front desk was there and he's like, oh, are you doing class or what are you up to? And I said, yeah, I'm about to hop on a class. And he's like, yeah, so just sit right there. You could plug in your stuff there and I'll turn the music down. He was really sweet. He's like, I'll turn the music down so it's not too loud for your class. And I'm like, okay, thank you so much. So got on my class, was on there for probably for like an hour and a half. And then I finish up and it's like past midnight and I'm so tired. But I knew in my spirit that this man was going to ask more about my class because he was like into education, all these different things. So sure enough, right as I was get, packing my stuff up and about to go back to my room, he looks at me and he's like, so what is your class? Like, what are you studying? And I was like, all right, Lord, here we go. So I told him, I'm like, oh, it's just the class that's on some theology and prophetic stuff. And he goes, oh, every time I say that to someone, they're like, oh, are you a minister? Or are you, you trying to become a pastor or something? And I'm like, no, I just, you know, I'm a follower of Christ. And I wanted to dive in and get to know his word and him more. Some, I said something like that. So he looked at me. He's like, oh, OK. So I said, what about you? I said, what do you believe? Are you a Christian? Are you a follower of Christ? And he goes, no. He goes, I used to be, but I'm agnostic. And then I was like, uh-oh, here we go. And I'm like, okay, God, I wasn't prepared for that. So I'm like, you really need to help me. So I'm like trying to like pull on strings because usually my husband, he does really well with like agnostics and people that are atheists or people that are kind of like on the border of not knowing what they believe. But I always get people that either say no or they say yes, you know. So I was like, okay, I wasn't ready for this, but I'm like, okay, agnostic. So I was like, you mentioned that you were a Christian before. What happened? So he tells me this whole entire story. We were probably awake for like two more hours of him like sharing how he was a Christian. And it started off with his, he wanted to marry this woman, but her family was strong. They were basically religious. And they were like, in order for you to marry my daughter, you have to be baptized. So they basically made him go through motions to be able to marry his daughter, but he didn't really understand the love and the relationship of who God is and who he is in his life because he was just doing it to get married to the daughter. And so it got to the point where the parents were so influential in the daughter's life, the, the woman that he married, that she became so religious. And because he didn't even understand and because it was religion instead of a relationship with Christ, he ended up not being able to take it a few years in because she got so strict that, you know, the the whole religious thing where you have to wear your hair up, you have to wear the skirts and no makeup and no jewelry. And he was like, I don't understand this. He's like, I tried to ask God to show me what that means and all these different things. And I never got answers. So he goes, it just ended and we got divorced. He said he loved that woman so much that it literally, it literally rocked his world. And I'm just sitting here listening, and I literally just felt so much compassion for him. And the Lord was just showing me how he sees him. So I was seeing through God's lens of what, as he was telling me his story of what his life is like and who he is as 
someone that the Lord is wanting to love, but he didn't understand what that love was. So as we were talking, I started to share my story because he was like, I just don't know if he's real. Every time I would try to ask or I would hit a certain place, I just didn't understand why I couldn't get helped. And I just looked at him and I'm like, Lord, okay, what am I supposed to say now? And he's like, just love on him. And I was like, okay. So I ended up saying stuff like, well, I want to share my story. So I shared how I didn't really truly have a relationship and how I had to hit rock bottom. And when I did, God was there to love me like no other. And that's how I knew he was real. I had an encounter with him. So then I was like, okay, so have you ever had an encounter with him? And he's like, what is that? So then I started to kind of explain my experience. And he was like, no, I never had something like that. And I was like, that is exactly what you need to know that God is real in your life and not just by the rules and what people say and how it's supposed to look like. But when you have that relationship and that encounter with God, you'll never be the same again. And you can experience his love. So in that moment, I was like, can I pray for you right here and then? And then he kind of got weird. He was like, out loud and I was like yeah he's like no you could pray for me in my room and he's like pray for me now and I asked if he had children he's like no I don't have any children my I have a new wife and he just started to go into that and he said he didn't have kids because he wanted to do what he wanted to do he's like I'm really selfish I want to go party and drink and do whatever and it just broke my heart but I said all I had to say to share the story is that at the end he had an understanding and I told him, I'm like, when you go back by yourself or even when I leave and you're by yourself here, I pray that you have an encounter with God. And I said, if you really want to know who he is, because I know that there's an inkling inside you that wants to know. I said, ask him, ask him to reveal himself to you, to show himself to you so that it's, he's real to you. And he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm really going to do that because you're a really sweet girl. You're not religious. You're not telling me that I'm going to be this and be that. He's like, you're just here listening to me. And he, and a few times he's like, oh, I'm talking your ear off. He's like, go back upstairs. Like, I hope I'm not keeping you long. And I'm like, no, I'm here to listen. And so in that moment, when God told me to just love on him, what that man needed was just a listening ear for someone to hear his story, his heart on why he just didn't understand. And so when I was able to do that and then not force religion on him, but just say, hey, in your free time, go ask the Lord to, to reveal himself to you. And so that's how it ended. And I told him to have a great day. And he's like, yeah, he's like, this was really needed. Thank you so much. And then when I went back to the room, I wrote his name down and I prayed for him right then and there. And then still to this day, I have his name in my phone and I pray for him. I don't have his number or anything, but I just wrote his name down so that I can continue whenever he comes to mind to pray for him. But what separated me from all the other people that were like forcing religion on him is that I was willing to just love on him the way that God wanted to love on him in that moment. He, it was needed because he was just sharing some other things on how he's tormented in some ways. And so it may look different for you, but it's so important for us to be in tune with what God is wanting to say and how we can love those that are around us as we're out and about. And it just takes a few, it could take a few minutes. And in that case, it took an hour or so or a few hours, but I was willing to do that. Some of us maybe have a few minutes, but God is saying, I want you to go over there and just love on that person. Sometimes people need a hug. Sometimes people just need to you to smile. And so another example is there was this 
man in Aruba. I went on a trip with my husband to Aruba after he was gone for a few months working. And so we kind of just got away without the kids. It was like our first time in years. And we went to a cave and there was this man there and they speak like three different languages. I think it's like English, Spanish, Portuguese, and then something that they, that's native to Aruba. But there was this man there and as we were coming out of the cave, he was kind of just there to make sure people don't fall and that we're, you know, coming in and out safely. But I was passing him and the Lord's like, I want you to talk to him. And I'm like, Lord, I don't think he knows English. I'm like, you want me to go back up there and talk? And it was hot. And he's like, yeah, I want you to go talk. And I'm at this place in my life where I cannot ignore the unctions of Holy Spirit. I'm like, I can't. So I'm like, fine, I'll go back. And so I walked back up to the steps, looked at the man and I said, hi, my name is Alexis. What's your name? And he kind of understood what I was saying a little bit, but he, he just said his name and he had like a thick accent. So I shook his hand and I said, I wanted to tell you that God loves you. And I don't know your situation, but I felt led to come back over here and pray for you. So he kind of, he's like, Oh, little English. And I was like, okay. So I said, can I pray for you? And he's like, yes. So I grabbed his hand. I started praying for him for a blessing over himself, his family, that whatever situation they're in, that God would, God knows and that he's going to be there as they lean on him to bring them through. And this man started to cry. And then afterwards, when I said, amen, because there wasn't so much that I could do language wise, it was a language barrier, but he knew and he felt the presence of God and the love that he had for him through me just taking the time out to go pray for him because Holy Spirit said to do it now. So I did it. And so he afterwards was like, thank you so much. And he smiled and I smiled back. And I just left feeling so good because I'm like, God, I, I felt the love that was there. Even though there was a language barrier, you were able to portray your love to this man through me, a willing vessel. And so through those stories... My whole point was that after the man at the front desk and after the encounter with the guy in Aruba, the Lord just started to show me that the universal language is love. And that's what separates us from all the other religions. That's what separates us from all the other uh, people that's out there is that when we're able to truly love like Christ loves us and like what he did for us as he laid his life down, for us, and as we lay our, our lives down for others, that's what true love is, is putting yourself or putting others above yourself. And as we portray Christ's love to others out there, people are like, wow, there's something different. There's something that's different about you. Because even though this person hates you, even though this person is cursing you, even though this person is your enemy and they're out to get you, you're still able to love them through it. And we have to get to that point. And I'm not saying it's easy. Like even still to this day, my first reaction to some things when someone tries to like do something to harm me or try to when I have someone that I know is an enemy on the low or they don't have my best interest at heart, my first reaction is to cut you off. It's to cut that person off. But I really have been trying to, I'm like, okay, God, if you, if the greatest commandment is to love, that means that I have to love those that are difficult to love. And one of the scriptures says something like that, that what, what is the point to love people that are easy to love to people that you like? 
But the real challenge is to love people that are difficult to love, to love people that hate you, that literally are out to get you, to love your enemy. And so in this season, one of my challenges for myself is to love those people. So there's a few people that I can even think of that I know that they don't have my best interests at heart. I know that they're out to get me. I literally can see in the spirit their motives. And I'm like, God, how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to have these people around when I know that their motive is to see me fail or they're jealous or they're envious of what I'm doing? And he's like, because... I loved you through all the stuff and you're and and like he said with that verse it's easy to love people that are lovable but it's a challenge to love those that hate you and curse you and persecute persecute you and so I was like man you're right but that's one of the challenges in my life is that I'm trying to portray that love to people that I know are out to get me but also strangers and people that can't pay me back like the man at the front desk the man in Aruba like just really taking the time out because if you look at it, time is everything. And so when we take our time out to listen to somebody, to help a stranger, to stop and take the time out when God is asking us to help somebody else above our stuff, then that's a true blessing. And that's what true love is to be able to uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself, as you love God. So I hope that this encourages you that when you're out there, out and about different nations or here in the States, wherever you may be, to remember to portray God's love and remember that the universal language is love. So if you don't even know how to relate to somebody, if you feel like you're supposed to show someone love, but you're not sure what to do, a smile and a hug and eye contact goes a long way. And when you get yourself out of the way and just let Holy Spirit lead, then he'll show you what to do every single time. He won't just leave you high and dry. So the last thing I wanted to read before we go is uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. So this one is the Passion Translation, but we should all know this verse. And one thing that I was told to do, which I'm sure you've heard this before, was to replace love with your name and to really evaluate yourself and say, am I loving in this way to others? And if I'm not, Lord, help me to get to that place where I'm able to love in this way. Because the Bible says that if we don't love, then everything that we do for God, everything that we do in our lives is literally for nothing. We could prophesy, we could speak in tongues, we can have the biggest platform, we could have the best voice, we could sing the best, we could preach the best, we could be on the outside on fire or look like we're on fire, but if we don't have love, every all of that is just for nothing. And you just sound like a clanging cymbal. That's what he says. And we know that that's like noise. So basically, when you don't love and you're doing all those things, it's just noise and it's for nothing. So when I hear that, I'm like, God, I don't want that to be me. I want to be in that place where I'm unoffendable, where, where I'm able to have grace towards other e others, even when they hurt me purposely, and then able to love those that I don't even know because I'm a daughter of God. So anyways, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, it says, love is large and incredibly patient. So if you replace your name, you say Alexis. Well, maybe not in that part. That's funny. <laughs> Alexis is large and incredibly patient. <laughs> 
Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. So I'd say Alexis is gentle and consistently kind to all. I'm like, okay, Lord. So that's something I got to work on is being consistently kind to all, even those that are out to get me. I can't just want to cut everyone off. I have to be consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. That's a big one for a lot of us. So it refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect, nor selfishly seeks its own honor. Shoo, that's another big one in this culture today. Like everyone feels like they're entitled to be honored, that our name should be known, that we need to be famous and blah, 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 blah. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Man, that's another big one for me, easily irritated. I can get easily irritated from some people where I'm just like, no, I can't. I'm like, not today. <laughs> but that, that's going to change. I'm going to say, not today, Satan. I'm not going to be easily irritated. I'm going to love, love, love. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. That's good. And then it says love never takes failure as defeat for it never gives up. And that's how God is with us, man. It, he never like the love that he portrays for us. He never gives up. And that saying where it says, if I'm not dead, you're not done. I feel like that is like the biggest picture of love because so many of us can write people off because we tried maybe like four times and we're like, I'm done trying. But God, imagine if God did that with us, like oh, I'm done trying with you so you can just stay in your mess. It's like, no, he literally does not give up on us and he does not give up on the people that keep pushing them away. And so it's really an eye opener for us to portray that as sons and daughters of God. So I hope that this encouraged you to remember to love and that when you're out and about, wherever you may be, the universal language is love. So I'm going to pray us out and pray that you guys have a great day. So Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for each and every woman that's on here. I pray that you would be able to, first of all, show them the love that they need, but also that they'd be able to accept your love so that as they accept your love, they'd be able to show it to others, Father. And I just pray that even if we can't stand someone, if we feel like someone doesn't deserve it, or even strangers that we may think is less than, I just pray that you would show us how to love like you love us. Show us how to love others in that way, Father. I just pray that you would show us the definition of what it is to be a neighbor to those, to the strangers and people that are around us. I just pray that as we're out and about in different nations and different countries in this in the states wherever we may travel this summer as we're on family vacation and taking time to rest i just pray that you would show us how to love through the language barriers through people in different cultures through those that we may not understand father i just pray that you would help us to put others above ourselves lord and i thank you for all that you're going to do in and through each and every person that's on here. And I pray that they will have a great rest of the week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to speak life always, and I'll catch you next week. Bye.